Hey there and welcome to the latest episode of the Mind Body Health podcast with myself, Dave Sheehan, high performance consultant and for over 25 years now dedicated to educating, motivating and hopefully inspiring you guys to be your best self and to live your best life. And as always, I'll stress again, the most important foundation of your life is to have control of your mind, body and health. Hence the title of the podcast, the Mind Body Health podcast. So, you know, every single week I share content with you or have great guests on that share their journeys, share why mind, body health has been important for them and their clients and their circle and their tribe and people that they've hopefully had a positive influence on. Today, I'm delighted live from Wales to have Coach Treggs on. Coach Treggs is founder of 30 Men's Fitness. He just launched his first book. He puts out amazing content every single day, has an inner circle of people that he makes a big difference on. He's dedicated to having a positive impact on the world. And now more than ever, we need more warriors like this to have a positive impact because we're living through crazy, crazy times. So, Coach Treggs, welcome to the Mind Body Health Podcast. That's some intro, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. Like, like I said, it's great to be here, mate, and I'm I'm really grateful for you uh, reaching out. Yeah, no, it's good to have you on. Like, you look, I've, you're someone I've respected and admired for a long time from afar. Like, we've never met physically face to face, but oh. virtually, have got to know each other a little bit over time, and hopefully, more and more over time, and eventually get to meet. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, mate. I really appreciate it. Well, like you're doing great work, and this is again what I'm very passionate about myself is making a positive impact on others. And I've seen in you that you have the same thing. You live your passion. You want to make an impact, and you put out so much stuff every day. And the book is just the latest edition of it, and we'll yeah. come to that later in terms of details oh. and. Definitely, everyone, you need to get a copy of this great book as well. So look, the bottom line, like I said, the intro is that mind, body, health for me is the key foundation to everything. It makes such a huge difference in everything in life. So I want to start off by, you know, how in your own personal journey, you know, where has mind, body, health come into? Where did that make the impact? Why did you decide to dedicate your life to helping others with that? And give us a little bit about your background and your journey and backstory Ooh. anyway. Okay, so um, I'll start with a sort of background. Uh, I suppose that... Um, I um I was influenced in a, by my parents are both still around. Uh, my mum was a aerobics uh, instructor when I was growing up, and uh, I lived predominantly with my mum. And so quite often she would teach aerobics uh, classes in the night, and I was too young to stay on my own. So I was about I remember being eight or nine, standing at the back of her aerobics classes, and she'd have like thirty people, and I'd sort of be doing grapevines at the back. So I saw you were that. joining in. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember from that sort of age going running around the block with my mum, where I grew up in Gloucester. And my dad, who I used to see on the weekends, would always sort of kick a football around me and take all my mates to football. So they were both sort of heavily involved in um, in, in my fitness and showing me the way uh, as, a, as a kid. Um, I actually didn't get into the fitness industry until I was about 27. And my story is, is uh, I, um, I became very good at cross country uh, as a teenager, uh, ended up getting really into my long distance running. But then when I came to Wales in 1997 to the University of Glamorgan to study English and media, um, I, um, I, I sort of, you know, I gained weight because I discovered, you know, uh, women, beer, pizza, all that type of thing. All the fun uh, stuff. Yeah, all the fun stuff. And then, um, of course, um, you know, I, I used to rely on sort of I thought running would, would get, get me lean again like it did when I was like 13. And of course, that didn't happen. And what happened was, is I, I ended up, uh, I worked in uh, event management for a bit. I used to organize nightclub events. And all this time, my weight would sort of go up and down, up and down, up and down. I would always sort of go back to trying to run it off, run it off. And to cut a very long story short, <clears throat> this led to you know, major disappointment in my life. I was like more active than all of my friends, but I didn't understand nutrition. And I had a big appetite. Mm. Um, and I was just injured runner. You know, I'd be going out popping a hammy, getting a calf strain, you know, doing silly things like wearing a bloody bin liner underneath my top. Cause I think that'd make me burn more calories. Yeah. And all, 
frustration ended up with me uh, at the age of 27, having been out of the events, uh, you know, um, industry for two years and trying trying to find myself going, I'm going to be a personal trainer. I I just had this eureka moment because, you know, I'd always tried, I'd always tried, but I'd always been very frustrated, but I'd seen my mum, you know, uh, in front of, you know, large groups of people doing, doing fitness when I was growing up, I was used to being around people, being in events. And I also used to, you know, visit an osteopath quite a lot. He'd realign me. And I was just like, I just want to do something where I'm helping people. And I had my Eureka moment actually running in a 10 K event, even though I wasn't in great shape. Um, I was running uh, in an event in 2006 and I just had this Eureka moment. I'm going to be a personal trainer. And I actually just remember- to jump in, Mark, were you doing, did you decide to do that as an add on or you decided to totally change paths from the totally career you were on? Paths. Totally changed paths. I've been a nightclub promoter. I got out of that at 25. I was a self-employed courier driving around the valleys, delivering parcels. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I just needed something. But I went through this whole kind of period of self-discovery out driving my van on my own, started to listen to like, you know, self-development stuff and decided I want to be a PT. And, um, uh, you know, um, becoming a personal trainer when I was 27 what was the best thing that I ever did. It changed my life. It saved my life. It changed the trajectory of my life. And it changed my family's life who weren't even, you know, my kids weren't even born yet. I'd not even met my missus. Just um, on the save part, Mark, you know, like you'd say you're sick, because I very much had that. Like it truly did save my life at 17, yeah. where I, from 7 to 17, I hated myself. Yeah. Constantly wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. It was all internal, never external. Yeah. When you say save, just elaborate a little bit more on that, how you feel it saved you. So basically, I, it's all in my book. I suffered with some quite bad. So I ended up getting quite heavily into like fat loss pills and things like this because I was just so frustrated. And I ended up, you know, getting into like ephedrine, which we know now is a banned weight loss substance. And I was using it so much when I was like trying to go running, you know, wearing a bin liner underneath my T-shirt and stuff like that, that I actually started to get some quite bad anxiety and jittery. And I was driving for a living at the time and I get road rage and all this kind of thing. And a very long story short, I ended up having a major panic attack one day, which I thought was a heart attack. And I was actually doing a collection from a place in, in Wales, SA brains. And, um, I, I said, have you got a medic? I, I was overwhelmed. And, and basically, um, the ambulance, I was lying on the floor. I was so overwhelmed. I was got pins and needles, the medics with me. And, and I remember the paramedics came and they were like, Right, pick him up. <clears throat> they were like, "Mate, you're not having a heart attack. If you if you were, you you'd be grey. You're you're having a panic attack." And so, they walked me around the car park, and my whole body was numb, and I was like walking like I was like C3PO out of <laughs> Star Wars, um, because I because I would I'd had pins and needles, and um and basically that was my first ever panic attack. And I went to the hospital. They checked me out. They were like, "Look, you know, you don't need to be used in these again." But what happened afterwards was, I started to suffer from panic attacks, and then the depression hit. Now, I don't know if anyone has ever, you know, if when people say, oh, you're, you're depressed, pull yourself together. People don't understand what depression is. So anxiety is when you're literally scared of your own voice and you don't want to go outside. You think the world is, is, is caving in. Depression is a, is not just like you being upset. It's a physical thing. And it started with me um, sleeping for like eight, nine hours and waking up and feeling exhausted. And I was like, what the, f- what's this, what's going on? And then this carried on and I it was like three or four days in, I was going to bed thinking, oh, you'd be all right in the morning, waking up and I was exhausted. And then the tears came and then I remember going to see my doctor at the time, I was only 27. And she said, you know, I think you're, you've been, you know, playing around with these fat loss pills. You know, I think you're a little bit on the edge. You've always been quite highly strung. And should I think, I think you're depressed. And, and I was, and I went through, I went through a period where, you know, I burst into tears a lot. Um, yeah. I felt always like I, I was quite sort of, I had this like kind of dizziness and this overwhelming sensation. I was always going to have a panic attack. 
And, you know, I've been there. I remember one day, <clears throat> one day in my apartment, excuse me, literally lying on the floor in floods of tears thinking, <clears throat> like, I don't want to carry on anymore. Yeah. It's an awful place to be. Yeah. yeah. I think I was suicidal for about 24 hours. Mm. I didn't have a family or anything at the time, just a, a loving partner. But I just remember lying on the floor thinking, well, if this is the bottom, if this right now is the bottom, then the, o- the only way is up. And um, that that was, and, and it was around that time that I decided I wanted to become a personal trainer. I, w- I did actually go on to some mild antidepressants for a while, which helped me. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to say you should do this or not that, but it helped mm. me at the time. Um, How long were you on them for, Mark? <clears throat> I was on them for a good couple of years. And then when I obviously you know got into the health and fitness industry yeah. and really started to focus on better sleep good quality nutrition you know vitamin d all yeah. the essential supplementation then i was able to slowly 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 come off yeah did it take you long to come off because like there will be people listening who are suffering depression have yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, was, I, what was your advice in terms of coming off it yeah i i would like reduce um like break them in half and like reduce it because because it was like I tried to come off all at once and then you're getting like, you're asleep and you're getting like these electric shocks yeah. in your head and it's the withdrawal. I, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about that because I'm not a doctor, but yeah. I ended up just gradually halving them and then taking a half every other day, yeah. but just making sure that I was being good to myself, like no alcohol, you know, plenty of water, plenty of rest. And I was slowly able to sort of wean myself off. Good stuff. Yeah. It's the best way to do it like slowly because otherwise yeah. like the body's so reliant, like you said, uh, withdrawal symptoms can be horrific mm. if you do it too fast. So yeah. I had other clients over the years who have literally tried to come off overnight and they're like, look, it doesn't work that way. Your body's become reliant. So you have to gradually. Yeah. And then obviously, like you, you're saying you did make a lot of positive changes in your life then to as well counteract the effects <clears throat> of where you are in your life, yeah. in your head. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for me, uh, we talk about this a lot now. I'm 43 now and I actually feel more grounded, more balanced, happier than ever. And it comes down to lifestyle. And, you know, even though my business is 30 plus men's fitness, I work with men over 30, which I'll talk about how I set that up. You know, people will join my plans and they're like, I'm in my 50s. Have I left it too late? And I'm like, dude, like you're young, mate. Like, like, like it's just all about its lifestyle is everything. And I think so many people are, especially now, you know, uh, Dave, on January the 10th, they're going on the internet and they're looking for fat burners. They're looking for four workouts that are going to fucking beat them up. I can swear. Can't yeah. I, mate? Is that all right? You can, not, yeah. No worries. Swear away. Fucked up and going to leave them aching. And, you know, they're, they're looking for, you know, all these magical supplements when actually, you know, it comes down to lifestyle. I don't give a shit how old you are, right? If yeah. you follow what we recommend, which is like so boring. Like I say, yeah. when I'm doing a live, I say, lads, I'm boring myself, but I've got to yeah. get this message out to you. It can, what I call the low hanging fruit is like steps, sleep, hydration. Get those fixed first before even looking at going to a gym. I know yeah. it's January. I know you want to go in the gym in January and, you know, bash yourself up, but have you got a step goal? No. Are you drinking two liters of water? No. What's your sleep like? Shit. Right. Let's fucking fix them first. And I guarantee yeah, yeah. I can make you feel better. I don't care how old you are within a week, just yeah. with doing that. The difference is so fast if you just do the basics. And this is the problem with you know, the industry we're in. Mm. People are stuck in that trap, the weight loss trap and the fat pill tra- trap and all these kind of traps. When, as you said, it's very, very basics that will actually make the impact. Just people need to learn patience. They just don't have patience. They're stuck but- into the trap of the industry. Unfortunately, mate, you know, as much as I love the fitness industry, the industry does have a lot to answer for. Mm, And this is a controversial shout now, right, bud? Mm. But I reckon I've been in the industry since 2006. Mm. Uh, Sorry, I I did my course in 2006. I launched my my personal training business in 2007. Now, when I did my personal training course, the nutritional side of thing, we were taught 
the fucking food pyramid, mate, right? Which is yeah. six portions of carbohydrates a day. So to cut to cut a long story short, I was getting some of my original clients fat, right? Yeah. Then around about 208, 209, we moved into more of a clean eating. And I was going on courses and paying money to be told, eat super clean, which is like very restrictive, but have a cheat meal, right? We were told carbs were bad. We were told don't eat after 6 p.m. We were told you can't have any sugar at all. I'm fucking convinced that forget just clients getting eating disorders. They were personal trainers with eating disorders. I know Big I time. had one, and I'm happy to talk about that later. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, and then thankfully, thankfully, and you know, I, I don't know what your nutritional stance is because we moved into an area where it's more about sort of, you know, an awareness of calories, an awareness of movement, no food being off limits. Um, you know, with the kind of flexible dieting approach. And that's what I recommend to my clients. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that actually doing it that way has made me a quote unquote cleaner eater. Because yeah. when you don't ban food groups, you don't end up fucking binging on them. Yeah, yeah. No that deprivation. Like that's the problem. That's the problem with the diet industry. Yeah. You feel deprived all the time. So if you have a six week goal, 12 week goal, it, you can't wait till the bloody end of it. And when you get to it, then you go what bananas. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Like for me, like it's like the industry. It is an industry like all industries. So the only focus is actually profit. It's like the way the focus is always on weight loss. Like if you focus yeah. on the weighing scales, you're fecked yeah. because you're always in a psychological trap. You'll never get to where you expect that you should be able to get to, where you should be focusing your body shape, tape measurements, body fat, clothes, yeah. energy, all those things. So it, while people think the fitness, health, wellness industry is there to help them, it is in a small degree, but it is there for profit. It's individuals who share the right information like you're saying the balanced approach that's what people need so here's a really interesting one right we talk about the scale okay well i uh, i talk about what we call non-scale victories that i got that from um, like james clear's book atomic habits i'm sure but non-scale victories and I, and I tell this story a lot i was a rookie in this game right my first year of being a pt i trained a lovely lady who'd recently had a couple of kids she gained a lot of weight she was anxious she had anxiety she wasn't really about going to the gym she wanted me to train her from a house so i trained this lady and we got fantastic results. I'll never forget. She worked so hard. She ended up losing two dress sizes. She said to me, Tregs, she I actually still got the message. I said, you've changed my life. She said, you should set up a boot camp. You, you'd do really well. <laughs> I actually did, ended up did. Yeah. I ended up doing that. But she said, my anxiety's gone. I feel amazing. I've dropped two dress sizes. My clothes feel great. I fucking, this is amazing. But here's the thing. She came, the only time she came into the gym was for an initial measurements. And the only time she came back was to do them again on the scale with me because she wanted to train from home. She didn't want to go to a gym. So she told me all this. She came into the gym and we were like, I'm, I'm a rookie in this game now, right? I would have approached it a lot differently now. But the way I said, I said, right, what, what do you think you're going to be happy with as a weight loss? She went, oh, it's definitely two stone because I'm two dress sizes down. I'm this, I'm that. It's definitely two stone. She got on the scales and she'd lost 16 pounds and she cried. Yeah. Right. And she cried. And I'd never had a female cry on me for fitness. I let them cry on me for <laughs> in a twat yeah. when I was younger. <laughs> but but I was like, fuck, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know what to do. And and I was just like completely shocked. And obviously in the end she came round, but she was yeah. disappointed. But now, <clears throat> you know, if I was in that situation, I would be going, right, okay, so <clears throat> how's your energy? I feel great. Okay, non-scale victory, tick. Okay, how do what do your clothes feel like? Oh, I feel amazing. Drop two dress sizes. Non-scale victory because it's dress size. Nothing to do with scale. Right, tick. Yeah. What's your energy like? Oh, amazing. Tick. What's your sleep like? Amazing. I feel fucking great. Tick. 
What do your kids and family think? Oh, they think I'm a new person. Tip, you see where I'm going. Yeah. All these things about you get on the scale, you may not get the number that you thought you had, but everything else is cool, right? Totally. Non-scale victory. Like, I love that non-scale victory. It's like, it reminds me as well of, like, I used to do group training many years ago. I'm doing this, like, what, 27 years or something at this stage. So there's one group I used to have before I moved out of Ireland. And I'll never forget, the first one was, like, six weeks, led up to Christmas, no scale. I banned the scales about 10, 12 years ago. yeah. And measurements and all that this particular one who was weight obsessed got her to not wear herself at all throughout the time down like that sizes down measurements body fat she felt amazing we yep. had her last session i think it was christmas eve she comes in and she walks over she goes i weighed myself and i thought oh shit this probably ruined everything now and she goes so what to tell you two pounds up i said yeah. what she says how do, how do you feel about that now because I'm actually okay with it. Because yeah. at least for one, like I'd ingrained in their head the importance of not taking the scales and how it will disappoint you. But yeah. most people would have been destroyed by that. Like oh, yeah. they're 16 pounds down, which is incredible, but not seeing the bigger <laughs> picture of again to close yeah. all that until you fully explained it to them. Yeah. And this were like, we have to keep getting this message out there of these like non-scale victories because that's what matters. Well, here's a really interesting thing, Dave, right? There'd be so many people now that have started in January and they want it, let's say they've, gradually gain four or five kilos over a couple of months they want it all off yeah. some of them want that almost gone by the first week of january yeah in the video the other day and i said there will be people jumping off on the scales after two days of being good and fucking slamming their hands down on their desk because they haven't lost all their weight it's taken yeah. them fucking six weeks to put on yeah yeah They've dieted for two days yeah like but it's it, illogical how, yeah, it's, yeah. i'm not having a go it's yeah. our job to educate these people yeah but right. this is where the industry has a lot to answer for, like you said, like it's the yeah. industry's fault that people think that way, as well as their own impatience, of course, and their mm. own lack of rationality and laziness because they want everything right now. But mm. the industry pushes this out through infomercials, magazines, the yeah. image to put out the perfect guy, perfect yeah. girl, all the supplements, all the fat burners. Like yeah. it's all about fast, 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 like yeah. the world in general. Everything's about yeah. fucking speed well, right now. It's the Amazon Prime body, isn't it? It's like if like, you know, so for example, my Mrs. Garmin charger has died. She said, oh, we've got to order one of them this week. And I went, yeah, I'll go on to Prime. The minute I go on to Prime and order it, it's here the next day. We want that with our body. Now, here's yeah. an interesting one, right? This is why you also find that sometimes people are very reluctant to part with cash for their health and fitness. So if all of a sudden I want to go and buy a new car, I go to the, I go to the showroom. Maybe I've chosen it in advance. I sit in the car. I feel it. I do the deal. I sort out the insurance. I pay my money and I drive my car away. I get yeah, that yeah. feeling straight away. I'm the tits. I've got a brand new car. Look at this. I'm the man. I've paid my money. There's the feeling. There's the thing, right? Or <clears throat> I'm going on holiday and I decide I want to buy a load of new clothes. I go uptown. I've got my money. I buy all my new clothes. I've got my you know nice new coat or whatever it is. Boom. I've got that feeling. Look at my new clothes. Look at my new getup. I feel, I feel great. When you pay for your health and fitness, you know, some people, you know, might pay, you know, big money for a personal training program, <clears throat> a group training program, some on online coaching. And then it's like, well, <clears throat> where's the feeling? No, you, you got to do the yeah, work yeah. now. <laughs> what did it mean? It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it the, takes oh, time. Now, you know. And you feel worse for a while before better. That's mm. right. This is where, again, the psychology is so important, the communication from the trainer to keep emphasizing yeah. these things and keep <clears> it real. And as well, you know, not pussyfooting around people too much. A lot of trainers are pussyfoot around and yeah. say what they know the client wants to hear. If the yeah. client's being unreasonable, you need to slam down on that and hit them yeah. with reality. Obviously, yeah. in certain ways, there's ways to speak to people yeah. and there's different types of people and you have to be mindful of their psychology at that moment. But yeah. we have to tell them facts and we have to tell them the reality because it always serves them better that way anyway. 
people seem to think that they have to put themselves in some kind of like prison, like to achieve their goal. And I'm like, like <clears throat> in my videos of the last couple of weeks, I've been saying, why are you trying to do it all now in January? Like, why, 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 why? Like, wh why do you have to associate? Like you've been eating four and a half thousand calories of junk food a day in December. Like, let's not fucking lie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Dave, Tracy, whoever you are. Right. Um, and, um, and now you want to put yourself on a thousand calories of like, you know, basically two or three food groups. Yeah. You want to suffer all because you just want to see that scale weight move. Like, why don't we, why don't we flip this? Why don't we look at January as just one month as the building block of the rest of the bloody year? Because if you can come out of January, right. And this is controversial advice, just a couple of pounds down. Oh no, I want to lose. Oh, hang on. Yeah. But yeah. if you can come out of January, a couple of pounds down, re-establish the step goal, re-establish the hydration goal, your sleep's improving and you've done a few workouts, you, my friend, are going to be ahead of fucking most people right now who are going to be burnt out, fat, depressed, miserable, and pissed off with themselves because they overate in December, telling themselves it was all right because yeah. January, I was going to make a difference. Exactly. And they do the same bloody thing every year then as well, which makes it even worse. Yeah. But it's like that. Like it's taking steps in the right direction, creating a healthy lifestyle. Like mm. I always focus with people on what's the next step you can take, positive mm. one. Like if they drink a cup of water a day, even if they start drinking two cups of water a day for a yeah. week and three cups of water, they do yeah. no excess, do 10 minutes for four days a week. Do something that's positive, create habits, and then build and build and build. Yeah. Like a house, like have a foundation and build and build and build, and then it stays permanent. Like folks yeah. on lifestyle, again, not diet. Yeah. Like the diet industry is just, it's a killer mentality. <clears throat> Absolutely, bud. Yeah, that's cool. Again, that's all valuable inf information. So important for people to change that. So the psychology is really important for people anyway to change. And like that, you know, the non-scale victories, I love that. That's great. I think that, you know, we have to, as coaches, just, it's the journey. It's like, like people forget about the journey. They say, I'll be happy when. Well, what about being happy on the journey, right? So like, I'm, I gained a bit of timber, right? In, in the last couple of, I got a little bit of slack after my book got released. Uh, I had COVID back in September, isolated for quite a period of time because my whole family had it as well. And then um, <clears throat> when I came out, it was like, I was taking the kids to my mum's on the weekends. We were going out having a few beers. Then I had my Christmas party again. First time we could do that in over a year. I took yeah. my dad away for his birthday. Me and my miss had a spot. So I gained, and I'm happy to say this, about four and a half kilos since my mm -hmm. book shoot. But that took about 10 to 12 weeks, right? Yeah. So I woke up on Boxing Day and I was like, right, I've had my fill now. I'm going to start to, you know, training is never a problem. Hydration is never a problem. But I'm just going to start to tweak my nutrition. I'm going to cut alcohol. And, you know, two weeks in, okay, I'm a kilo down or a kilo and off. And I'm happy with that. I'm not yeah. going, I want it all off now. Yeah, and yeah. What's happening because I'm because I'm just focused on the the the, 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 the key lifestyle factors is I've got fucking energy. I'm yeah. waking up on a Monday morning, like on the 10th of January, feeling fucking great. I'm a little yeah. bit chubbier than I was uh, <laughs> in October. But do you know what? Because I'm back on the journey and yeah. I'm not doing anything stupid and I still allowed myself a little bit of bread last weekend and I still had a bit of cheese on the week, in yeah. the week. I'm cool, mate, because I'm on this yeah. journey and I'm fucking energized and I'm motivated and I'm passionate and I yeah. my sleep is good yeah. and my steps are good and I get outside. I feel good. Yeah. Now I could have gone, I'm going to lose all that, that four and a half kilos. I'm going to lose that in the first three weeks of Jan. And you might have seen me turn up today and be like, yeah, sorry, Dave, I'm fucking yeah. I'm 1,200 calories, mate. I'm not having any carbs. No sleep, oh, nothing, exactly. No way, mate. No yeah. way, mate. The journey. Yeah. And like James Clear says, a lot of people pin all that. And this was, for me, I love that book. 
And I know mm. I'm selling his book here online, but yeah, I'm, no, it's a, good I'm, one. A, I'm a very visual person. I'm very much into visualization and visualizing goals and law of attraction, all that. And, but he was like, look, you know, goals are great, but systems and habits. And he said, you know, a goal, when you achieve a goal, it's just a temporary moment in time. Mm. But it's about the journey that you go on, the person you become. Mm. You know, what, what habits? So if you want to lose two stone, rather than say, I want to lose two stone by doing some aggressive, like, you know, shake only diet for four weeks, which is miserable, then you put it all back on. Ask yourself, what does, you know, Dave do at two stone lighter? What are his habits? What time does he go to bed? You know, what time does he eat his breakfast? How many steps does he do a day? How much water does he drink? What's his training look like? You've got to become that person. Mm. And the, when you reframe it and you just go, I'm on this journey, mate. I'm just, I'm, it's such a refreshing, you know, thing to just be like second week in Jan and just be like, yeah, it's cool, mate. I'm not in a rush. I'm just on the journey and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you're in the right direction. And the same for every single aspect of life. And this, yeah. again, like we live in such a fast paced, stress inducing mm. world where everything's now, now, now and fast, mm. fast, fast. And keeping up to Joneses and comparing yourself to everyone else where mm. like that, your own personal journey is what matters. And that's how you yeah. learn. That's how you develop to the best version of yourself. That's how you actually get a joy or happiness out of life. Mm. So mm. this is where, again, you have to keep stressing. I stress this a lot in this podcast that it's about, again, steps in the right direction, creating yeah. positive habits and yeah. long-term results, lifestyle. It's all that actually matters. Absolutely, my friend. So go back again to where you started with the personal training course. So take us on from there. So you got the course, you changed direction. Yes. Yeah, so what well, happened next? there's a bit of a story behind the course, because when I signed up for the course, um, I remember like all the books got delivered and, um, you know, it was like going back to uni again. And I, I was overcome with fear because I was really just sort of only just getting into personal development at the time. And you got to remember, I was overweight at the time. It was a big decision. I went and actually told a lot of friends and they were like, oh, you know, oh, I don't know where we should do that. You know, so-and-so tried that and he was at a six pack and he couldn't make it work and all that. And I just went, no, 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 I want to do this. I want to be passionate about it. Oh, yeah, but he was a nightclub promoter. And I was like, look, I'm doing this, right? But I remember when the books arrived, I had this whole thing, right, where, fuck, I'm not going to be good enough. Like, who am I? I'm 27. Why am I doing a career change now? All this, right? And I started to get really big anxiety, really bad. And I was suffering at anxiety at the time anyway. But I still tell the story in my book. I ended up actually putting off the course for as long as I could just because it was really, I always had this fear, Dave, right? And that I was going to go there. And I would go to the practical weekend and every fucker would be like 19 tanned with a six pack. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say like an Instagram model, but Instagram wasn't around then. Right. Yeah. But I just had this feeling like, what are you doing? I'm not good enough. And I was just dabbling with personal development at the time. Right. So I remember getting the balls to go to my first practical two day weekend course in Bristol. I traveled down on a uh, Friday night. It was a boiling hot, boiling hot weekend, July, 2006. And I stayed in this B and B and I remember not sleeping a wink, like literally not sleeping, like all these like voices, like you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? You just, just go back to just, just carry on with being a career, all that. And I remember what, like five in the morning, splashing my face with water. The sun was beaming in through the curtains. I was sweating unkept. And I lay there and I was like, no, I'm just going to get up and go back to Cardiff. But in the end, I taught myself, I was like, no, you're going. And I remember walking down it must have been like 7.30 a.m. I was walking down to the course down on Park Street. And I was like, oh, my God, my heart was going boom, boom, boom. And I turned into Barclay Square where this course was. And there was nobody around because it was early in the morning. And I just seen this monster in front of me with a big rucksack, big set of calves. Obviously looked like a rugby player, right? Yeah. And, and all I thought is, he's bigger than me. And he's like, he's got body fat, right? I was, that, that was my mindset. <laughs> 
And I said, oh, excuse me, mate, are you going to the PT course? And he turned around and he was like, in his West Country accent, his name's Daryl, I'm still friends with him. All right, my babber, yeah, I'm going to the course. You're doing a PT course. <laughs> and right then, oh my, like for months, it just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. It disappeared, mate. And we walked in and there was a cr- there was a room of about 25 people. Some of them were 18 and in really good shape. There was yeah. one guy there who was in his 60s. They were yeah. all a mixed bag, 30s, 40s, 20s. Some of them in shape, some of them not, you know? And, yeah. and I was just like, oh. And I remember just loving it, loving yeah. it. And I spoke to the course advisor on the break and he was like, I was saying, I was so nervous about coming. I'm 27. And he goes, I did my career change when I'm 40 and now I'm coaching you guys. And I was like, oosh. And yeah. I remember literally getting through that day on pure adrenaline. Yeah. Two day course. And I went home that, went back to the B&B that night, slept like a baby. So well, I just yeah. slept like nine hours. Yeah. Really got up the next day, went and did the second practical drove back to Cardiff like, yes, I'm doing this. And then just executed the rest of my practical courses. So then yeah. what happened was, is uh, I was still a self-employed courier at the time. My overheads weren't massive. I was living with my partner in like a one bed city center apartment in Cardiff, which was nice. And, um, but I needed a certain amount of money coming in. So I sort of said to myself, right, I'm going to start personal training on the weekends and in the evenings, and I'm going to train friends. Okay. And that's what I did. Mm. And what I'm also going to do is I'm going to set up a brand, which I called fitness and motivation. And I ended up getting my van sign written with fitness and motivation on and getting a lot of dumbbells and a Swiss ball, boxing gloves, all that stuff in the back. And I got some flyers done. Now I used to come from a nightclub promoting industry, event industry. So I was all about, you know, being outside clubs and out flyers. So I went around the poshest areas in Cardiff, leaflet dropping leaflet dropping leaflet dropping and then because there was no facebook right when i started facebook mm-hmm. came about a year later um i was doing um google adwords so, so i had a really i got a website done for cheap mm-hmm. um i wish i still had some of the images because it was just all pictures of me running or you know yeah he, yeah I didn't have any clients and like yeah yeah uh, and he didn't know really much about marketing but that's how i got clients and with a positive attitude and a can-do attitude, I sort of said to myself, right, I'm going to do morning work courier, afternoon work PT or something like that. And with that attitude, within six months, I was doing about 18 to 20 hours a week of PT. Yeah. And I was able to go full-time. And that yeah. was by the middle of 2007, I was able to go full-time as a personal trainer. And yeah. I've done it. I had the idea in 2006 in the Jan, uh, in the Feb, signed up on the course in the March. And almost just under a year later, boom or just yeah. over a year later i was full-time and it was a fucking brilliant feeling mate but it just shows again the power again of vision and most importantly taking action and being consistent and dedication yeah. and also as well like your initial story with the course you know it just shows fear you know the yeah. danger of fear yeah. and perception yeah. you deserve false perception, evidence you deserve fear. appearing real that's what tony exactly. robbins says false evidence appearing real i built this thing up yeah 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 that it wasn't yeah and it's that like, would that could have changed my life i could have just oh, totally. not doing it you know what i mean and, and then my life wouldn't be what it is now like the majority of people let fear stop them doing everything in life yeah. and then they just live with regrets. And like, yeah, your on, story, yeah. like, it reminds me that even me going to the gym for the very first time. Like, I had a friend who was big into the gym. He kept pushing me, pushing, come on, come to the gym, come to the gym. And my impression was it's just a bunch of knucklehead bodybuilders. And I'd be there, a puny weight, looking like a complete tosser, and I'll never go again. So I was reluctant. Yeah. But eventually, I, I, he was pissing me off. He was on at me so often. I said, Feck this, I'll go once and it'll shut him up, and I'll never go again. And I basically went in at, what was I, 17 or so, and I never came out. Brilliant. So, you know, it's just, again, the perception. Yeah. Of course, you have knucklehead bodybuilders. That's part mm. of it. 
but most yeah. is just norm people just trying to oh, and this is the thing we build this thing up and just as that's really interesting because about four years ago i went out to i i got a sort of bespoke one-to-one online service and i was traveling all around training like sort of business guys and i went out to spain to train a client who is now a good friend and um he, and, and we went to his local gym and he went, he, he lived in the sort of, um, where did he live? He lived, oh gosh, Lasagna way. And he said, I'm going to take you to this gym. He said, but just to let you know, the, the sort of the weight floor is full of like, you know, Russian roid heads. They're not Bozers. very friendly at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, just be thing. I go, we're in there. I go straight into the weight room and I just start chatting to them. Yeah. And he's like, at the end, he goes, those Russian lads are really friendly. And I was like, yeah, they're just fucking guys, mate. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah they're big juice heads, but it don't matter. Like, yeah, yeah. Just there. The, gym's, the gym's a positive environment. Everyone's just there doing their own shit. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, people don't give a shit about you. They're in there fighting their own demons. They're in there thinking about their own bills to pay, their own relationships in between sets and reps. They don't give a shit, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. They, they might see you walk in and judge you like for half a second but like yeah. you got no power over that so why are you fucking worried about it yeah and that's where again like a huge benefit of having controlled my body health is that kind of self-love you get yeah. self-confidence you yeah. literally don't give a shit about what anyone thinks yeah. and it's like a superpower and this yeah. again is another one of these key benefits of getting in good shape getting a good mindset being good at nutrition getting good sleep mm. you do get to that stage where you don't care anymore and Mate, i think that's powerful other people's opinion of you is none of your business yeah. When you understand that, it will set you fucking free, mate. Other Completely. people's opinion of you is none of your business. Why would you worry about that? Why would you worry about trying to change that? Yeah. Just do your thing, mate. Do your thing. Yeah. And you're on your own journey. And like I always stress to people, like live in fear of regret. Like, do you really want to get to the end of your life and look back and think I should have done this, should have done that, yeah, and I no. didn't because of other people's opinions? Yeah. It's lunacy. It's complete fucking lunacy. Yeah. But again, these again are the many benefits that come with getting in shape or whatever shape is to you. We're all different. What yeah. we want to look like is our own perception. And that's what we need to work towards and good health and energy and all these kind of things. It's really important. Say from all that, say when you start your career, you give a bit about your career and right up to now, like what were some, like I'm sure you've had amazing times. I know you have from some of your career that I've seen, mm. but like what were some very challenging times and how did the whole kind of mind, body health help you get through that? Okay, so um, so uh, obviously I got heavily into um when I set my personal training course, I got verily, very, verily, I got very into uh, law of attraction. I read a book called The Secret. I won't go too much into it because it's in my book, but when I first listened to it, I poo-pooed it. But then I, I thought, what have I got to lose? So I got back into it and I started with grat- gratitude. Gratitude changed my life, just changed everything, right? Um, and visualization that, you know, I went from, this is not to impress anyone else. I went from driving a van around the valleys, hating life, being lost to having a six figure fitness business within a couple of years, just being passionate, being grateful and using visualization. So the highlights for me were definitely having the idea uh, to set up 30 plus men's fitness. So I'd been in the industry about four years. I got busy very fast. I was a single young man at the time, youngish. Uh, you know, I was, I ended up working seven days a week doing 50 hours a week of PT, which I never got into the industry to earn money. I wanted to do something I was passionate about. And all of a sudden I was earning a few quid, but I was burnt out. And so I used to have to down tools now and again, go and stay with my nan, God rest her soul in the forest of Dean. And I started to think of other ways, ways to work that I could be a bit smarter. <clears throat> and I was following a couple of gurus in the States called Bedros Killian and Steve Hockman, who ran Fit Body Bootcamp. And they were talking about doing boot camps. You could train more people, charge less, work less hours. I was also following a guy called Chris McCombs, who had a, a, an amazing um, 
who had an amazing uh, blog called Kickback Life. And he was talking about becoming a niche master, double down, become a niche expert. And all this kind of stuff was going through my head. And I was 31 at the time. I felt better than ever. I was kind of doing like the paleo eating clean, which was easy, by the way, when you haven't got any kids or stresses. Mm. And I remember thinking, fucking hell, I feel better than ever. Niche master, boot camps, niche master, niche master. I'm going to do a boot camp for over 30s men. Boom. That was the idea. And I just came to me. And at the time, I had a really good friend called Mark Ramskill, who was, uh, who was a PT client of mine, who had been with me a couple of years, and he worked in digital marketing. And um, I told him about the idea, and he said, Tregs, I'm going to help you bring it to life. I think it's brilliant. He said, I'll set up a Facebook page. I'll set up a YouTube account. He said, I will. Um, we're going to create content. I didn't know what any of this meant, right? Mm. He goes, I'm going to put this. We're talking 2009, 10 here now, right? He said, I'm going to help you bring this to life. So I ended up putting a post on Facebook, emailing all my mates from football, just play five aside football with and saying, I'm doing this thing. It's going to be like a circuits class for over 30s men, but it's all about positivity. It's, it's going to be different from your average circuit class where you go in and you've got your head down and nobody talks to you. This is going to be about banter. This is going to be about environment. You know, this is just going to be a place where you're accepted. And 30 plus boot camp was born in May 2010 at an old gym I used in Cardiff and Mark was there and he filmed a lot. You can still find some of those original videos on YouTube of the lads running around with a Rocky soundtrack. <laughs> it was really cheese, really sort of like eighties vibe. Uh, even though it was like, <laughs> even though it was like a 2010, but <laughs> we really went down the sort of Rocky road. They were like pressing beer barrels and all that kind of thing. And Mark helped me bring it to life. He set up a website. We started to record content. And I was living in the same apartment block as him. And he'd say, look, let's just meet every weekend. And I want you to film content, kettlebell workouts, bodyweight workouts. Take me into your kitchen and talk about nutrition. We just started to build a following. Mm. We started to build a list. We had a blog. And this is 2010 now, 2011. Yeah. We were ahead of our time. We weren't selling anything online yet. But so now I had the boot camp going, my PT business, creating a presence online. And there was a course came up in Thailand with... Um, Dax Moy, who's like a top, top guru, uh, fitness guru. And the, the, the thing was you go away and you live in luxury for seven to 10 days and you create your first online product. And Mark and I had decided that this was, this was the road to go down. Right. So now I'd have PT bootcamp and we're going to set up online. And Mark used to say to me all the time, Treggs, you've got what it takes, mate. Like you, you're confident, you're likable, you can motivate people. Let's take this online. I'm going to help you. And so I invested big in this course. We're talking a lot of money. One of the biggest mm. investments I ever made in a course. I had to pay it off over 10 months on a monthly, right? Mm. Um, but I just met my partner at the time and we'd moved in together. So I sort of, it sort of worked out well because I was saving kind of what I needed to pay on sort of like my household bills and stuff like that. So I flew to Thailand in 2012 to, to spend 10 days with Dax Moy. Um, uh, but when I've been there, it was only 24 hours in. I've got some bad news that Mark had taken his own life. Oh, and uh, that's so the book's dedicated to him. A lot mm. of people know the Mark story. So in a nutshell, he'd suffered with anxiety and depression. And that's kind of like we were drawn together. Yeah. And whilst we had only known each other three years, he'd become a very good friend. Mm. We were both actually on the same medication. And so like he'd live in my part, be like, mate, I'm out of Satilopram. Can mm. I come and get one off you? Yeah, like, yeah. Right. Um, and I know he had demons, but he moved away. Um, and I don't want to go into too much detail, but he'd had a bust up with his with his girlfriend and um, he went out and put himself in front of a train. Mm. Um, and I got the news. And you can imagine I'm 20, uh, 24 hours of traveling, sleep deprived with a load of fitness pros I'd only just met. Yeah. And I was a broken man, mate. And completely. Uh, 
completely broken man. And um, I was messaging my partner back home. who was pregnant with our first son, John, saying, what do I do? Do I come home? She's like, you know, I think Mark would want you to stay. But it was like so raw. I just fucking didn't know yeah. what to do. I just Devastated said, her. Yeah. And Dax had said like, no, we got to work hard while you're here, create a lot of content. I said, guys, I'm out. I'm going to go in my room. And I remember I must have slept for like 15 hours. And, and I woke up and it was probably, I'd slept from one evening all the way through to the afternoon of another. And I got up and I was like, right, I'm just going to go for a run along the beach. And I went for a run along the beach and a fucking heavens opened, mate. It was like a, yeah. just a massive torrential downpour with lightning. And I just took that as a sign. Like it sounds really weird from the universe to stay on and just crack it. Yeah. I remember just running back and I come back and I went, right, I'm going to, I'm going to complete this. Right. So for the final seven days, I got in front of a camera and I created my first online you know, uh, digital product that wasn't fully complete, but it was, I had the bones of it. Yeah. Um, but then when I come back, obviously I was grieving for Mark. Uh, I went to his funeral. I found out that he cried for help a few times to his girlfriend at the time. And I just wish we'd have known. Yeah. Um, and, and for a couple of months, I literally didn't create any content. I had, I had the product there ready to go. Um, but I, my partner was pregnant with John. We just moved to a big house and, what happened was, is I was just like saying to myself, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to it. Um, but I never did. And then one day I just thought, oh, I'll just check our website. Cause I used to just like looking at the content on everything we created and it was gone. I was like, fuck 30 plus men's fitness.com was gone. Yeah. Like, what, what am I going to do? And I contacted the the provider and the provider said, oh, we're really sorry. It's all in a Mr. Ramskill's name. And I was like, well, I'm uh. partner and this has happened. So cut a very long story short. They were like, we don't know you, sir. Bills are unpaid. La, la, la. We've kept your content. We sort of keep it in this like kind of holding area, but then we're going to delete it in about a week. Mm. I had to contact his brother right, and say, Look, I'm really, really sorry. But everything that me and Mark have created is going to be lost. And can you help me out? Thankfully, he did. He was brilliant. Yeah. Them, he got it switched to me and we were brilliant. We had all our stuff back up and I ended up, um, I ended up actually sending uh, a, a random email one day, like months, months and months after Mark's death. And I just went, I'm really sorry. I've not been in touch. Um, you know, Mark passed away and, you know, I just have been lost. And it was just sort of like, and I got this one message back. You know, when you send emails, sometimes you don't think anyone's reading them. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No way of tracking there. Yeah. And I just got this email back and it went, you keep going, mate. You do make a difference. And it just invigorated me. Yeah. Um, my son was born uh, in 2012 in August. He had a bit of a tough start and he was in ICU for a couple of weeks. And I just started emailing about it and I started to get these messages back and, uh, and, 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 and it just started to invigorate me. And I found a great guy called Carl, Carl Warren, who, um, who Mark had actually introduced me to during our time to, to create some graphics. He'd found him online and he helped me then you know, get it going again. And we took 30 plus men's fitness online for our first ever paid program in 2013. And we were up and running. And shortly afterwards, I launched my members area, my brotherhood, which still stands today. Yeah. Um, and we, we were away. And, you know, I suppose I don't want to go into, there's so many more, you know, twists and tails along. Yeah, the way. of course. Uh, you know, like the roller coaster, like that's life. We, yeah. You know, we, cre we created our documentary in 2015, which is on YouTube. At one stage, I had 10 boot camps across the country, which I'm very proud of. We don't have that anymore because we've just switched everything online. It doesn't mean the business has gone backwards. It's just more yeah, online. Yeah. You changed. That's it. Um, you just changed. But, but, you know, I've had ups and downs. I'm not going to go into too many. Yeah. I've been let down. I've been ripped off. 
But yeah. these are all lessons. You just fail forward. Yeah. And the thing is for me, Dave, is that I fucking love this game, mate, right? Yeah. So, like, when I wake up, it's not like, oh, how many more years have I got to do this? Like, yeah. I'm in this game. This yeah. is me, right? I'm 43 now. The business is 30 plus men's fitness. I remember my missus saying to me, like, years ago when we met, she was like, well, what happens when you get too old? And I'm like, look, I might not be doing live workouts, doing kettlebell snatches when I'm 60, but I'm still going to be on this thing. And we now got two boys, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. But like, it's your life and it's your mission. Like There's I... always going to be men turning 30, having kids, yeah. feeling depressed and gaining weight. This is yeah. a brand now. Yeah. And I'll never get bored of this. So yeah. whatever happens along the way, that's just part of the journey, mate. Like I'm on this journey. I'm very grateful that I don't need to ever look to do anything fucking different, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like... But like you're living your passion. You've got a yeah. purpose. Same yeah, yeah. That. It's like retirement. Like, I wouldn't even enter my head. Like, I'm doing like... this forever. because Yeah, exactly. When you love what you do and you're passionate about it, it doesn't feel like work anyway. And especially, it's like you're saying you're getting an email or you get a nice comment or private message from someone mm. saying, you know, how much it helped. Like that's the spur you need to keep going. Because yeah. sometimes it is hard for us to know, yeah. are we actually making a bloody difference? Absolutely. Putting out so much content because it's hard to quantify. But those messages you get every so often are invaluable. Mm. No, it's fantastic. And like that, yeah, it's a journey. And the thing is, the more you stick your neck out, the more you're going to have challenging times as well as the good times. Yeah. If you don't stick your neck out, you ain't going to have the good times either. I, th I think the thing is as well, and, you know, people listening to this might have come for health and fitness, but, you know, I say to anyone, it's in my book, like, you know, if you're thinking, I, I remember listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, I went to watch mm. him. He's got a great book called Crush. I've seen him on. He's like, listen, you might think you're too old. You might think your niche is not interesting we live in a time where we're connected with this thing here and if your passion is fucking candles you can set up an instagram page and start talking about it and you can start a side mm -hmm. hustle selling candles whatever it is right don't fucking settle for something that is just going to pay off your mortgage and you're going to sit there when you're 65 because i speak to a lot of people like going, well i wish i'd chosen just to be happier yeah i've got this and i've got that for me mate like I'm, I'm so lucky because I found my passion. I get up every day and I live it. And I don't have to have that mentality of like, well, when I retire and when I sit there and this, I'm just yeah, you're like, not waiting. Yeah, I'm just yeah. on this. I'm just loving it. I'm just loving every day. I'm very grateful to do what I do. Um, and I got, I'm so lucky that I've got two boys now that will, that are showing a real, real enthusiasm. But, but for anyone listening, like if you're not happy, spend a little bit of time looking at what lights are firing you. Yeah. And spend a little bit of time researching it. You don't have to be stuck to this nine to five hating life. Like just go and do some research and just stick your neck out because what the fuck have you got to lose? Don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. Yeah. Like why, what are you going to let, you're going to let other people's opinions like keep you in something safe and that you don't really enjoy. Mm. You know, and then you get to like 65 going would have, should have, could have, you know, mm. fuck that mate. Yeah, and especially these days, like, as you touched on, you know, there's endless opportunities. Like, there's yeah. no excuse for anyone not to live their best life, not to live their passion, because there's so much opportunity now with online, with phones, with websites, with Shopify, with everything. This, this is what I said. It was like when I when I became a PT, I didn't just chuck everything and go right career change. There might be people listening to this now in their thirties and forties going, "Well, I'd love to do that, but I'm mortgaged up to the hill." I get all that. I get all that. I'm not saying just jump fucking ship. Yeah. And just set something up quietly on the side. And even if you're making whatever it is, like brings you 50 quid a month doing your passion, that's going to light a fire in you. Trust me, when I started doing personal training as the side thing, and I got my first person pay up front for 10 sessions, I was on fire, mate. I was yeah. driving my van up and down, delivering <laughs> my parcels, going, I've got it. I'm doing it. This is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fire in me. It's exactly. not about going, oh, well, I need to get from here to there. Yeah, get on that little bit of journey. Just, just make those steps. Yeah, exactly. 
No, it's that's thing. Like nothing better than waking up knowing that you're doing yeah. what you love to do. Like yeah. everyone can do it. This where there's no excuse, and people can only look at themselves if they're, not, if they're waking up hating their days and literally waiting to retire, which is yes. insane mentality. Crazy. It's a false. It's a, it's a myth anyway. Get to that age of life, you're so ingrained in certain well, habits, you ain't going to know how to have fun. We're exactly. On all the way anyway, the journey, as we said. Before we go on to the books, I want you to speak a little bit about your book before we finish up. Yeah, yeah. Tell everyone a little bit about you know, key daily routines that you have, because I'm very big on routines, like morning routines or evening mm. routines or routines during mm. the day. And people do need a bit of structure and discipline and to focus and prioritize certain things. So tell sure. people a little bit about the key routines you have in your day. So, uh, me, I mean, you know, you hear all these guys saying, get up at 5 a.m. and crush it and all that. I mean, listen, mate, I'm 43 now. I've got two kids. I've always said I built my business on on good sleep and power naps. So uh, something I changed uh, when the first lockdown hit. Got about five, 10 minutes, mate, if that's all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And something I changed when the first lockdown hit was I was um, sort of doing a lot of early starts with my one-to-one. And I said, right, I'm going to change that. So uh, to cut a long story short, I do the school run with my boys every day. I do not start coaching until after I've dropped them off. Okay. So, so if, if somebody wants me to coach them and um, I go into the gym three days a week, nine 30 is going to be the first session. So I always go to, we go to bed with the kids. We wake up with the kids. So I get a good nine hours sleep every day. That is a given. And that just, that's the key. That's the foundation. If you're looking for, you know, something that's going to keep you energized, keep your hunger at bay and keep your, you know, you know, a natural testosterone booster for men our age, it's sleep. Okay. Second one is when I wake up, I am regimented, especially since the pandemic started with my vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D, quercetin, zinc, and I might throw some turmeric in there as well, just for anti-inflammatory. And I'll have that with some water and I'll have my coffee. Uh, and I will make sure that, you know, by midday, I'm super, you know, well, by 10 o'clock, I'm hydrated. But by midday, I've probably done two liters of water. Quite often, I will do a, a little fast until about 11 o'clock midday. And I will always make a, I'm back into a routine of having a protein smoothie. So I take, a, I'll do a double scoop protein smoothie, which will give me 40 grams of protein for 200 calories. I fill two protein shakes. So I get like a lot of volume and water. I put crushed ice in there, stick it in the blender. And so that helps me you know, kickstart the day with a high protein meal. And also um, uh, I, I, I get hydrated as well. Um, routines in the day really are, you know, I'm coaching in the day, so there's nothing really to, to add in there, but always make sure that we're in bed and lights out for me around about 10, half past 10. And then, you know, I'm getting up with the kids about half past seven, sometimes eight o'clock. So I'm getting a good nine and a half hours sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go, you know, you know, say, oh, no, no screen before bed and all that. I don't have a problem with sleep. So I don't mind just having a little scroll before bed. A lot of people say you don't have to. You shouldn't do that or whatever. So for me, for me, the absolute foundation is getting good quality sleep, getting hydrated, taking my vitamins in the morning and always making sure I try and hit 12 and a half to 15 K steps a day. If I don't get a workout in, I'm not bothered. The workout is the icing on the cake. I always say this. So many people are looking down the wrong hole. I can get a workout in, I get a workout in. But for me, steps, sleep, hydration, vitamins, high-protein breakfast, rinse and repeat. Brilliant, yeah. Because like most people are over, you know, they're chronically fatigued and they're totally dehydrated. It's so like the water and the sleep are so important, yet you very, very rarely hear anything about them. It's always about diet and it's always yeah. about exercise. Because they're actually the key foundations for sure. So 100% mm. with you on that. So tell us so a bit about your book for the last couple of minutes, you know, yeah, okay, where, where so, it came from, some some bits yeah. from it and where yeah. people can get it and so on. Book is called Keep On Moving. OK, so it's uh, it's aimed at anyone sort of uh, that is it can be male or female over the age of 30 or anyone can read it, really. 
Um, it's so basically the idea come about. So, uh, so I started writing it in 2019 after I'd finished the Cardiff half marathon in a, in a time I was really happy with. I always used to keep compete in events used to get up and run a half marathon for fun. Then the kids come along and I had a few tough years of no sleep, weight gain, all that. Around about 2016, 17, they started, they were older, they're about four or five at a the time. They started to sleep better, about three or four at a time. And I started to make a comeback with events and stuff like that. But I'd always, I was sort of like, not quite, you know, I used to run a, a half marathon, it's sort of one hour 30 and I was doing one hour 50. So mm. I really sort of said, right, 2019 Cardiff half marathon, that's going to be my half marathon. And I'm going to make a good comeback. I'm going to solidly train for it. That's going to be my one because there's no excuses now. I was 41. I said I was going to do it in one hour 38. Ended up doing it in one hour 38, 17. Was I disappointed? No, because I'd fucking made a comeback. I was happy. That gave me the confidence to start writing a book. So I started writing a book, October 2019. It was called Don't Slow Down initially. Um, and I was writing it as a running sort of narrative alongside training for the Manchester Marathon. Fast forward to March 2020 and the pandemic hit. Uh, all boot camps were shut down. PT was shut down. Everything was shut down. And the Manchester Marathon cancelled. I was about 15,000 words into my book and I had to shelve it, excuse the pun, because we had to pivot and throw everything online. So I didn't look at it for a year. Um, and then we threw everything online. We had great astronomical growth out of the pandemic, which was great. And then when, you know, sort of a sort of year later, I was like, I've got to get back to writing this book. But I was finding it really hard. The kids were in lockdown. Uh, they were off, off school and I was struggling with it. And I put a little call out on Facebook. Somebody said, narrate it like download a dictation app and narrate it. So I did that and it changed everything because I like to walk and create content anyway. Mm. But I downloaded a dictation app, narrated it. And honestly, I finished it within like two weeks. Mm. Um, and so then we got some help in bringing it to life. It's available now on Kindle. It's on Amazon. It's on Audible. But it's, it's a book about changing your mindset. Okay. It's not a training book. There's no kettlebell routines. There's no gym routines. There's no meal plans. The first half of the book is accepting and finding out why are you where you are now? Why do you keep failing? Let's look at your environment. Let's look at what you actually think about yourself. Let's look at previous diets you've done. Let's get them under control. So it's a very much a mindset book. I talk about my own personal journey, you know, getting eat, poor eating problems from the age of nine and where that started. Um, and then and then once I say to them, like, look, I am going to give you I am going to help you with your calories and this and your protein, but, but we, but we got to, we got to get this fixed first. If you keep failing, why do you keep failing? And we look at that. Um, and, 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 and then we slowly move them on and we talk about low hanging fruit, the importance of steps, the importance of hydration, the importance of sleep. But I talk about my own journey along the way. And then we get into the nitty gritty. And then we also talk about visualization, law of attraction, how it worked for me facing your fears. And then we finish off with, a really apt paragraph called your kids are watching because your kids are always watching and they pick up your habits, you're good and you're bad. Um, and that, and that hopefully is enough to get people to, to keep on yeah. moving. We actually decided rather than call it, don't slow down. The don't was almost a bit of a negative connotation. So we called it, keep on moving. I couldn't be happier with it, mate. I'm yeah. really, really happy. No, I love it. I love the concept of philosophy that like, you know, like the mind's a control tower. So this yeah. is why again, fitness, health, wellness type books should be focused on the psychology and human behavior because it is everything. And mm. I love the part like that, having a bit about the kids, because that is it. We are role models for our kids. Yeah, man, they're the watch future, everything. They're the Just future. pop it up there on the screen again, then, so people can see They it. are the future, mate. The kids are the future. So exactly. Keep on moving. So keep on moving. Amazon, Kindle, paperback, or on Audible. You know, check out all these different Post places. Like so don't, book. 
just search Coach Treggs and, and you'll find me, mate. And if you if you read it and you like it, please kindly leave a review. I'd really appreciate that. Cool. Always important. So anyone wants to keep in contact or check out your stuff or follow you, where should you go to where the best places to go? Just find 30 plus men's fitness on Instagram. Give us a follow there. I don't know if we follow each other, Dave, we'll have to do that. Yeah. Um, and then Facebook 30 plus men's fitness. And uh, that, that's where, that's where you're going to find me. YouTube 30 plus men's fitness. We've got my coach Treg's podcast. So I'm about, yeah, I'm about <laughs> everywhere. Which, look, yeah. You do amazing work. You're putting out great content. You're making a difference. You're, you're using your journey to help other people as well. And you're clearly passionate about what you do. So thank you, mate. Keep enjoying life. Keep pushing it out there and keep helping yeah. change people's lives. And thanks for being on. Dave, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me on as a guest, buddy. It's been great. So, guys, look, another episode of the Mind Body Health podcast is now over. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure you got a lot of great nuggets. Please leave a rating review on Apple iTunes and also check out on other podcast platforms and YouTube. Share this out there far and wide. Remember, put a focus on uh, getting control of your mind, body, and health, and it will change your life forever. So take care. Speak to you on the next episode of the Mind Body Health podcast.